Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast who celebrates individuals who are associated with The Kosh and the surrounding Fox Cities area. Yes, I screwed that up. I totally was reading it. And then, you know what? I'm going to be honest with y'all, y'all. I'm at this point in life that if I don't print things large enough, I can't see them. That's all right. That's what happens. So um, let me give you the kickoff, Kosh listeners, that I always like to give. It is feeling like it's going to rain today, but we need rain. Now, I'm not going to complain only because we have had a streak of wonderfully wonderfully warm weather days they feel good i'm enjoying everything about them so but my garden and let me tell you my garden is planted i'm ready to roll i've got all these beautiful peppers yes you already know timber is about to make hot salsa and hot sauce this year i am ready to make it happen but along with all this good weather somewhere in that chemistry of life i need some rain facts all right, but, okay, you know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. I do know, do not know why I get all these wonderful guests. Yes, and this week is no different. I am super geeked about who we have as a guest this week. Um, there's definitely a vibe in the room. Um, this, is, this is a yes. That's what I'm going to say. Yes. That's it. We getting ready to kick in. So without further ado, this week's guest is Major Cooper. How you doing, Major? Doing really well. Doing really well. I will say I am not looking forward to the rain as I have got up early this morning and prepped barbecue. Oh, (laughs) so I'm hoping that by the time I am able to get out on the grill, the rain has stopped. And will not continue until I finish. I take it all back. <laughs> look, look, I will never hate on a grilling man's day. And, and you know, as a, as a grill man to another grill man, I understand. Yes. Especially when I have prepped meat. Yes. You know, when there, when things have been, been uh, seasoned and been sitting and, yes. and marinated or, or what is all uh, rubbed the yes. whole nine. The yes. whole nine. Is that is that already happened? That has happened at 630 this morning. I Ooh. got up and was like, you know what? Let's go. Let's get it ready. Oh, you ain't no joke. No, no. I like to prep in the morning and let my seasoning sit for a little while, usually about six to eight hours. And then I'm ready to start the grill up and let's go. All right. See, I only got one problem with this. I didn't get an invite. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my problem with all of this there was no invite uh the kosh would like an invite because i'd like to think of myself as a barbecue connoisseur bruh <laughs> i would definitely get you the invite to the next one <laughs> i will this, that's fair this one is uh me and a couple of my frat brothers are coming down no, that, uh, look i ain't mad at so that we can just sit back and enjoy get ready for juneteenth hey facts facts yes. i love it i love it all right well you ready to jump in? Sure, let's go. All right. Major, can you please share a little something about yourself and what is your connection to the Kaj in the surrounding Fox Cities area? Sure. So currently I serve as the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Officer for Outagamie County, um, which includes Appleton, Kakana, uh, Monash, parts of Nina, and some other smaller cities and villages. Um, 
I do a lot of my work mostly internally right now um, just because really my focus is starting a baseline of what diversity, equity and inclusion um, and what that looks like to my constituents, but also what it looks like to the employees. So uh, out of Gaming County, we have about 2,300 employees. Ooh. And out of that 2,300, uh, one, we're diverse when it comes to gender. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when it definitely comes to other spaces of diversity, we have work to do. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and when I came in, that's what I was told. They were like, you know, this isn't all going to be warm and fun. This is going to be challenges. We have a lot of people here who are still in the mindset of unions and they have that union mindset. And so when it comes to diversity, they're not interested in it. If it's something just to check off the box to get the work done, that's what they're going to do. But they're not really invested. And so my challenge is to really kind of get them to understanding, opening their lens. And it's a day to day, uh, both battle and uh, encouraging. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I I can say that I'm uh, my situation. I was a little bit luckier just because I'm not. I'm the eighth. Yes. And that, and so there there had been there was a culture there. Yeah. I didn't have to create a culture. Okay. I get to continue shaping and move a culture, and that that's just a different. It's a different move, right? Yeah. And so I'm not. I don't have to spend a lot of time convincing the 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 um the team okay. the team already knows this is this is how the city rolls uh this is what we do this is who we are let and then now this is more about like let's act accordingly definitely understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you, you know you, let's act let's let's walk the talk yes i'm the second and so i think my uh the Original, when she came into the position, um, being the first, of course, you're going to always run into challenges. Um, you're going to always have some barriers there. And I think she did a really good job of setting a good baseline and foundation for me. Um, but I think uh, she did run into just several roadblocks that I think was difficult for her and her personality. Our personalities, I can see now, aren't the same because when I see those roadblocks, I'm breaking them down. Like, you're not just going to put that roadblock up and think that you can continue doing uh, what you've been doing. No, we're, we're moving. We're changing the culture. And so I like to shake things up. I like to motivate people. But I just really like to educate. And so in doing so, uh, we ran into a major roadblock that <laughs> recently was very, very. Um, Bruh. Yes, <laughs> very detrimental, I think, to the media's perception of Outagamie County. And mm -hmm. so trying to recover from that has been something that I'm doing. Now, personally, I want to say I am a father of two. Uh, okay. Uh, 18-year-old son and 8-year-old daughter. Okay. Fun fact, born on the same day, 10 years apart. Oh, for real? December 29th is their birthdays. Okay. Um, so my son, 18, just graduated from high school. That's awesome. Headed to University of Louisville. My daughter, 8 years old, a diva in her own right. Um, very different <laughs> being a boy dad to now being a boy and girl dad. Um, but love it. I am a, I would say grill master. Uh, oh, yeah. you went on. You went there. I huh? went there. I had to go there. I got to give it out. Um, from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I love karaoke. 
cannot sing, but you know, <laughs> I will sing a tune all the time if you see me. Um, I'm a brother and hopefully a future husband. So, okay. Yeah. Somewhere in the works. Somewhere in the works. I, you know, I always think that God brought me to Appleton for uh, multiple reasons. And I think hopefully one of them will be my wife is somewhere in the Fox City. So, yeah. <laughs> Got to put that out there. Hey, look, you now you don't put it out there to the public. Look, don't blame me when everybody, because <laughs> there's there's definitely single ladies out there. Well, I'm looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, look, this is a first for the cash. Yes. I think this is a first for the cash. We gonna, I love it. All right. I love it. Okay, cool. Uh, let me ask one more question. Sure. Um, siblings? Yes, I have three older sisters. I am the baby of four. Ooh. Yes. Bruh. Yes. And even with me just turning 40, I still have to call and check in with at least two out of the three every week. And if I don't, if I get quiet, they call. I am moving um, into a loft from my apartment here now. And yesterday I had to do a walkthrough, and I'm thinking I can just do my walkthrough. And no, both of my sisters are like, call us on Duo. We want to see it. I said, there's nothing in here. Walk us through it. And they're catching things that I'm not catching. Well, did you ask about that nick in the wall? And what's that stain right there? No, turn the camera back around. What's that stain? Look, look, Write look, that down. Virtually. Virtually. They ain't even playing. No. No Not jokes. at all. Mm. And they know what day I'm moving in, and they're coming up. Mm. So. Let me just go on in. That's why, I got, that's why I got to get married. So that they can trust <laughs> Me and my wife are going to get it done, okay? Oh, man, that wife going to have an interview process. She's going to have an interview process. She going to, mm, that's going to be a tough one. No, I got her. We, we got this. We got this. Huh? <laughs> we got this. We a team. Oh, we a team. I love that. That's for real, for real. Yes. Okay. All right, we're going to jump into the first segment. You ready to jump I'm into ready. the first segment? Let's go. All right, the first segment is called... What in the world is going on with? And that is where you start with the phrase, what in the world? And then you tell us what's going on in your mind. All right. So what in the world is going on with this Trump indictment? Bruh. Like, on the one hand, why do all these people have secret documents? Because it's not just Trump. When you think about it, they're talking about Biden has some. uh, Vice President Harris has some. I'm like, did everybody just go in the White House and just start picking what they wanted? Mm. You know, are we sure that the Declaration of Independence is actually where it needs to be? Or is it in somebody's basement? Just <laughs> chilling, you know. <laughs> Does Hillary Clinton have some documents in hers? So um, I think for me, one of the things is, okay, let's see what this indictment happens. Let, let's see if we're going to see Donald Trump actually walk into someone's jail. But then the other thing is, it's a good platform for him to run again because he's like, why are they after me? Well, that's a, that's his go to. I mean, my man's yeah. been a victim, period. Yes. He's been everything. He's been a victim since. The, and no matter what happens, he a victim. That man, when he was winning, was still a victim. Yes. Yeah. Always a victim. Always. And I, you can't sleep on him. I, well, no. I mean, look, he won once. He won. He won once. And, and they, there's still a strong, there's still a strong uh, 
group of individuals who, who support. Yes. All right. They think he won twice, honestly. Hey, well. When you look at that January 6th, they, they, they think he won twice. It, it amazes me. Yes. Some of that does amaze me. It, it, I think for me, it's more of he's awakening sleeping giants. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's awakening. I think he's giving permission. Mm. You know, that, that's my that's that's my point. That's my opinion. You know, that my thing is that it wasn't that these these folks wouldn't wait is that he said, oh, no, y'all y'all can come out here and, and say and do these things. Yes. And like permission is big. Yes. You know, especially from the top. And that was it. Yeah. That came down from the top. And right. I can just remember being in Ohio and driving outside of Cincinnati, going to Columbus, and you just see an emergence of just Trump signs, Trump hats, make America great again. And I was like, what is happening? So, yeah. Okay. I feel you. Look, that I'm not going to lie. That was going to be my what in the world is going on with too. Uh, in my, my angle is this there's a pattern and I just think you with, if, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Yeah. Right. And what I mean by that is, is there's a series of illegal activities and this is also while in office. I mean, there's like all of this, look, uh, impeach twice. Like there's things, right. And they can, they people, I know people can call some of that partisan, um, the attack. And I'm not saying some of it ain't, Right. I'm not going to say that at all. But the bottom line is there was still substance to the things. Yes. Like, and so there's a series of things. And there's a pattern. It's not like this is the one off. It's not like it's this one thing. And therefore, uh, the, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all are attacking. No, there's like every time you turn around, there was a new thing. And there's a series of things. Um, going back to while in office, actually going back to the beginning. To the beginning, yes. And so, like, at what point do you just finally say, oh, no, nah, like, I can't really defend this because apparently this isn't a one-off. This isn't even a two-off. Yeah. This is, like, the 15th off, 20th off, yes. whatever you want to call it. And, like, I have to start actually accepting that some of this might be true. Yes. You know, or accepting the fact that the, especially the stuff like, um, you know, that they're tiptoeing around a lot of stuff because of him being a president. And if they finally push it out to indictments in the public, Oh, they got stuff, right? They not, they look, that's, that's not, kind of got stuff so i mean but you've got all of these different things you got my man with the payoff to 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 the lady yes you know what i'm saying you got you got things where uh i'm trying to even think like like um there's the stuff with the election making phone calls trying to move numbers around you got you got the what happened on the uh, the you got the insurrection insurrection right you, know, you got doc- I mean seriously and like these things are these are the things that are uncontestable yes there's hard proof 
you know, there's not kind of proof. No, there's hard proof. Right. Like you can't, you can't say like the insurrection didn't happen. Like, we saw it. <laughs> right. The video. Yeah. Like you can't say that the little paycheck didn't go to. Storm is her name. Stormy. Stormy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The paycheck didn't go there. Cause like there's a check. Yes. You know, maybe not directly to her, but I mean, there's a, we there's a direct it. connect. Right. There's a direct connect. Yes. Right. And I'm just like, at what point, what will it take for some individuals to just say, mm, yeah, this, you can believe in whatever he stands for to an extent, but you can't, you can believe on the things of, of maybe what it, the principles are of the things that he stands for. But at what point do you say, mm, mm-hmm. yes. There, yeah, yeah, not sure that's the 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 best. Mm, right, yeah, I don't know if I can keep keep defending defending that. No, and I think when you look at it now, who's his squad? Mm. Like his squad is kind of at least politically powerhouses. His squad is kind of diminished. Well, his uh, there's a good piece of his squad that got locked up, right, or is getting locked up, which. Yes. That once again, it's another proof. Wait, they wait. There's that saying like you are a culmination of the people you surround Around, yourself with. That's right, right. And if if you got a, <laughs> you know, if, if all your friends getting locked up, you you next on the chopping block. Who else is gonna take a sacrifice for well, you? I'm just saying, it might be your time to fall on the sword yourself, bruh. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of all of this. I don't have a lot of faith that no, none, no, 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 I, I can't, I, I don't have faith that I don't, that. I don't have faith that the, this will lead to true. Now I don't believe there's no way in the world incarceration will ever happen. As far as I'm concerned, Not at I all. don't believe it. No, I, I believe in that less than, I believe that we were going to have a black president back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I would give you that. I give you that Wait, because look, I did, I never saw that coming. No, and and I'm I'm going to say it was it was a very proud moment for me in America. Yeah, that the, during that time, but this year I just no can't see it. Can't see it. And if we do see it, if we think the insurrection was something, I don't even want to see. That what can happen if they put some handcuffs on him. I'm not even thinking this on some. uh, Personally, I don't think there's going to be like a big uprising or surrounding it. Right. Like because it's going to be so drawn out and take so much time. And, you know, we're in immediate gratification society. We were reactionary in the moment kind of thing. But instead, what I think is we can't touch him because he was a president and apparently the man had all the secrets yes and i don't feel necessarily that um we can't say (laughs) (laughs) that our secrets are safe no no and so i think that's one of those where we we might be like all right we're gonna back up off of this because if we don't, we know what he can do. Yes. That that's just my 
feeling because there's a reason for the protection and the 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 holding and hiding yes of all of these documents yes that's just where i'm at with it i can see that yeah and so like i'm like "Mm, mm, Mm, right yeah no Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So Oof. that's it. Oh, and, all right, man. We, you know what? I'm going to say this is another Kosh first. I can't say that we've ever gone down a political rabbit hole quite like <laughs> this before. Yeah. But I loved it. It's these times. It's the times. It is the time. I'm not going to lie. It is a what in the world is going on with to that. Yes. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> all right. You ready to jump in the next segment? Let's go. Next segment is word associations. This is where I'm going to say a word and then you're going to tell us what's on your mind. And let me tell you uh, here on the cash, we like to kick off with the word, the unifying word, the word that bonds us all food. Oh, yesterday I went to a nice place in Manasha called Chicago house of hoagies. Oh, bruh. Facts. First time visiting, I had saw their uh, anniversary um, post on Facebook and was like, wow, you know, I'm going to try it. Went down there, got me uh, some Southside French fries, which had the Chicago Mouse sauce on it, which I love. And then I got this hoagie. I think it was called the uh, Kelvedere. And so it was a sweet and spicy hoagie. Never had a hoagie before. Mm. I'm thinking of hoagies off the Cosby show. Oh, uh, oh, Bill man. Cosby used to always <laughs> go get them hoagies. It's like, hoagies. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's like that. And I got home. And I will say, since moving to the Fox Cities, when I go out to eat, what I pay for and what I get has been kind of lacking. Oh, they don't add up. It ain't adding up. It ain't adding up. Mm. It ain't now coming from the South. I know it's not going to be the same. Well, the, the quantity ain't going to be the same. Yeah, the quantity's not. It, w- it doesn't add up. Okay. Oh, $14 for. Oh, okay. But when I tell you I got home, and now just leaving out, the bag was kind of heavy. And I'm like, well, you know, it's hot. Maybe that's it. When I get home, it'll be cooled off. No, still a little heavy. I opened that package up of that hoagie and was like, oh. Oh, this is a real deal. Mm. Um, when I say delicious, when I say I'm still full. Still full. Still full. And mm-hmm. I ate that at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. I will be back. Yes, you will. I will be back. Delicious. Yeah. Okay. I know about the house of hoagies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely Fox City. You got it right there. I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Ro, who took me. Okay. Uh, about a month ago. I okay. had never been there either, but I knew about it. Okay. Right. I knew about it because, you know, there's a there's a family there. Okay. And what I mean by family, there's folks who are helping. There's community helping community open businesses. Oh, awesome. Right. Okay. And so um, I had been waiting to go. And I, I, my man, Rovell, uh, people of progression, uh, took me on a little field trip. He was there last night when I got there. Apparently, <laughs> he's the dude that walks in and ain't got to say nothing. They making his food when they see him pull up in the parking lot because he yeah. they already know. Yes, I found out he had pull. Yeah, and and it was a wonderful experience. 
And uh, I'm not going to lie, I walked out of there feeling like a king. Yes. They treated me very well. Uh, it, it started with the music. As soon as I walked in, I started singing. They had, I think, Bobby Womack on. Oh, no, not Bobby. Yeah. Mm. So I started singing already. <laughs> and then Blank Man was on the TV screen. Oh, not Blank Man. Yes. Uh, so it just felt like home. It felt like home. You know, there's another establishment I'm going to have to introduce you here. Okay. you here in the cash. Okay. And that is Fat Mamas. Oh. Is that the soul food? Uh, look, Fat Mama does hoagies too, though. Oh, hoagies too? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, mama, this that's representative of the Kosh. All right. That, that might be a field out. trip. That's going to have to be. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Next word. Cocktail or beer? Oh. Tequila. What? Bruh. I am a tequila connoisseur and love it. Mm. And since being in Fox Cities, I was, again, underwhelmed. Like, where is the good tequilas? Most I had went to a couple of different uh bars and you know i'm a product of a bar owner my dad owned a couple bars in milwaukee so i like bars uh went to a few had some basic ones not a lot of variety so i was kind of like okay but then i went to there's this place called uh the cavalier i believe is it and it's homemade tequilas oh i didn't i don't know about this place yeah homemade tequilas oh Mm. Mm. Yeah. See, I can't do me me and no. And that, that <laughs> I I'd like it. Mm-hmm. But me and them? Mm-mm. Yeah. But then again, I've got a thing for all liquors that have names like people. Okay. I'll mess with none of them. Okay. Because okay. That, look, mm-mm, Jack don't do you right. No good. Jose ain't gonna do you right. Jose not gonna do you right. Now nah, all of those with names like that. Mm-mm. But you know now people are venturing out. You gonna you gonna see a Hennessy coming up <laughs> lately. You gonna see a Crown Royal coming up. You know see, <laughs> these names are coming up. Yeah. Oh no, they they are here firmly. <laughs> they are in in the establishments. That's actually how you know that might be the secret green book. Oh, okay. <laughs> might be the secret green book. Yeah, I might not know what I'm really saying, but I'm saying <laughs> right, something yeah. right here. <laughs> you know, yeah, if the establishments have those and they look more than, uh, they are less than half full, that is telling you things. That is it. That is it. Secret green book. Secret green book. Okay. That's what's up. Yes. Concert. So, I am looking forward to a few. Um, new to the area, I'm really looking forward to Mal of Music. Oh, yeah, that's fire. I saw the lineup. I got my already a few artists that um, I've written down that I'm like, okay, I YouTube their music. I'm excited to hear and uh, see. But then I will say, being from Memphis, 3-6 Mafia is coming to Summerfest, and I am going down there to see them. What? I am going down there to see them. Bruh. <laughs> and lastly, uh, the Doobie Brothers are coming to Madison and they were giving away free tickets and I applied to get some free tickets to see the Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. I, want, I want free tickets. <laughs> I, I didn't win yet, but I hope I do. <laughs> oh, no, that's fabulous. Okay, Michael McDonald came to Oshkosh to uh, really? we have Riverfest. Okay. And we have a, we have a, a auditorium uh, right here on the river. A couple wow. blocks, actually. Oh, here. Wow. And, uh, 
Let me just say, Michael handling his business. I've never seen Michael McDonald, but I'm a huge fan. Like people don't understand, like Michael McDonald is adopted. Yes, he's in the he's at he's invited to the barbecue. He's in the barbecue. He is. You know, Mama and them they had a, they had some Doobie Brother albums. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yes, you know, as a man who grew up with 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 my my parents playing vinyl. Yes, there was Doobie Brothers. In the album collection, which says everything. It does. And I think Michael does duets right mm. with black women. He do. He does them right. You mm. got one with Aretha. Mm. I think you got one. You had one with Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. You got one with Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. You know how to do the duets right. with Wait, the You know what that already says? Them three queens, you don't get to do duets right. with them unless you're doing it right. Right. Everybody's not invited. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Streaming. So let's talk about it. Netflix, what y'all doing? Uh-oh. Like, Bruh. okay. We can all share it. That's why we like you. One person paid the bill. People are now finding out who's actually paying the Netflix bill. Because <laughs> we got to see who oh, no. really has the quality of it. Oh, man. And I didn't realize. So I paid a Netflix bill for an account. But it's one that also we have a fraternity house in Milwaukee. Mm. And I forgot the brothers had put it on that TV. Mm. My account. Right. So I'm used to that one. So when I turn to that one, oh, yeah, the cues. Oh, that's me. So I belong to that one. Sorry, brothers. <laughs> the Fry House got to get their own account. But when I went into my bedroom and I was trying to watch Netflix, it was a different account. And it said, do you want to stream from this account as well? It will be an addition. I'm like, who pays this one? <laughs> so I had to circle back. It was actually my cousin who lives in Missouri. Oh, and so I called my cousin and was like, I guess this one's your account. And he was like, yes, it's my account. Are you on it? Who is, what nickname is yours? And so I was like, it doesn't matter. I, I've already taken mine off. Yeah. So I will say with streaming Netflix, okay, you're going to get your money. It's all right. But when it comes to what I'm watching on the regular, there's a couple shows that I if I'm watching TV and I'm trying to relax and watch TV that I'll watch. Uh, one is Frasier. Mm. So I watch it on Hulu. Okay. And then I go back and I watch old episodes of 90 Day Fiance. Oh, is that the guilty pleasure? That is the guilty pleasure. Mm, that's the, yeah. Cause I don't watch a couple episodes of that and I can't because you will, you, you'll get hooked. Yes. And, and I yes. no, Yes. And I, I think for me, it makes me as a single man think I haven't got to that level yet where I'm I'm online and I'm looking at pursuing a partner out of the country. It's hard for me to even think about long distance in the United States, mm-hmm. but to think about dating someone that is across a couple of oceans, a couple right. of flights I got to get to, right. and then to even date them physically. I'm paying some thousands of dollars. So I, 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 I don't see, I don't understand it, but I also don't judge because again, I haven't gotten to that place yet. 
So that is my guilty pleasure, though, to watch them go through their opportunities. And yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. The, my big thing is this more so than anything is like, I feel like you need to learn some things about a person's culture. Yes. Before you indulge, right? Yes. Love is all good, but you need to understand what are the fundamental foundational things of a person's culture to kind of make sure like some of that's that's going to work out because those are the train wrecks that I have, you know, like I said, I don't watch it, but if I'm, I would, I would not be honest if I didn't say that I tuned in for an episode or two and I was there for the explosions. It's the explosions. It's the arrogance of Americans. When we think that we're saving somebody, like you're not saving them. It's not like they're out here. Now, some of them are, some of them are out looking to actually be brought to America because this is a place that people consider milk, the land of milk and honey mm-hmm. uh, from the outside looking in. But then there are some that feel like, you know, I'm happy where I am. I'm doing okay. You are fetishing me and then turning that fetish and thinking it's going to evolve into a relationship without, again, understanding my culture or even respecting. How about that? Can you respect someone else's culture? Facts. So, yeah. Um, shop local. Wow. So for me, I will say since living in Appleton, when I think of something that I locally shop at, I'm a rummage sale person. No. Yes. Yes. My fellow rummage brother. I am a rummage sale person. I don't mind getting up on Saturday at 6.30 in the morning, having mm. my chai tea latte from somewhere and then driving around and hitting these rummage sales up. You do not know how happy that makes me. Yes. Because that is my life. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah, that, that, that is truly shop local. Yes. <laughs> I want your local stuff. See, people don't understand. And, and there was a time in my life, me and the wife, we go hard too. Uh, we now we haven't done this we since COVID we have not done this but pre COVID we used to go to literally every rummage sale in the cash every one and hit them right and we was we weren't necessarily looking for any sometimes we were looking for things but for the most part there's just fascinating things yes. do not tell me about a rummage sale or an estate sale I am there. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to buy things. This is what happens. And I can't tell you the joy of finding a good deal steal. Yes. In a rummer sale. Yes. And there's there's secrets to it. Mm. Now, the secret to me is you got to know, you got to, when you first roll up on a rummer sale, you really got to look at the pricing Mm -hmm. because you got to figure out are they having a rummage sale to get that stuff out of their house? Yes. <laughs> or are they trying to make some loot? There's a difference. Yes, it is. I've gone the prices. To, right, because I've gone to rummage sales and I'm looking at their prices, particularly ones where maybe the neighborhood's a little more influent. 
and they might have spent a little bit more on it, but they don't realize that they're charging more than Walmart is. Yes. But then also in that same neighborhood, there is some parents who were like, let me get this out of my house. Yeah. The kids done moved out. <laughs> they done been, they done graduated from college 10 years ago. I still got to Sega Genesis and 32 <laughs> yes. games and this, that, and another, and I'm going to sell it to you for $5 and wait, if you, if you give me another dollar, I'm going to give you the other 10 games. Cause I just found another box last night while I was digging around. Yes. Why does that make me happy? <sighs> And see, for me, I'll go. I'll check the prices out. If they're not trying to go down on them, I'll ask them, uh, when are you packing up today? Mm. Uh, what time are you packing up? And then I'll circle back around that last 15, 20 minutes. So you're telling me that you don't want to give me that for $5, but you'd rather then just drag it back in the basement? Mm-hmm. And they'll think about, oh, you're right. Give me five. Give me something. And I got it. Brilliant. I love the circle back strategy. I've yes. never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Now I will go late to rummage sales. Okay. Yeah. And try to, you know, and, and you know, that's the other thing you got to figure out. Are they willing to put it back in their house? Yes. Are you willing? Because the rule of thumb usually is once it leaves the house, mm-hmm. it shouldn't go back in the house. No, not at all. No, I got a lot of good things because of that. I'm going to, look, you taught me something today. Mm. There it is. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to have to invoke that strategy. That is a fantastic rummage strategy. Cosh beware. Cosh beware. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Diversity. Challenging. Mm. I think this is the first place where I've lived um, and it's been a struggle to find a community. Mm. And I, I say that in the saying of Fox cities is huge. So it's, when you think of diversity, um, we're spread out. You got Oshkosh, you got Fond du Lac, you have Sheboygan, you have Green Bay, you have Appleton. So you don't have to just have one central location where all of the people can be. So it's can be challenging to find your community. Small pockets. Small pockets. And, you know, it depends on your role as well. It depends on your background. Um, It depends on what you're looking for. So you have to be open. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes that's a challenge within itself because you want to be open to uh, venturing off and opening yourself to going and I'm a person because of my career has taken me so many different places. I'm used to going out by myself and having a good time, but you want to go places where it's welcoming. And so that has been a challenge. Um, so when I think of diversity and I think of Kosh and Fox cities, um, it's a challenge, right? Um, and I've lived previously in green Bay. And so there, I think it was more opening um, I found a community. Um, but again, I, at that place, I was working at University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. Right. And the time I was there, when I got there, it was Packer season. So it was more inviting. Everyone was welcoming, you know. That's because they thought you was a Packer. 
More than likely. No. <laughs> Probably so. Probably Wait, so. No, that's oh. a thing. Yeah. You know, that was that's a true thing. Like yeah. when I first came to the region, and if you were black, a black male, and you went to somewhere like the mall, that was like that was a thing. That was not uncommon. People would ask questions. Yeah. You play for the Packers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm five ten and hundred and thirty five pounds. Right. What do you think I'm on a practice team? <laughs> that that I have been asked that. Yeah. <laughs> you got some tickets? Can you get us tickets? No. So when I think of diversity, I think of a challenge, but I think also opportunities, right? I think um we're here, we're there. We just when we get together, I think it's more of a family reunion. So when we had the uh, 365 Leadership Conference, it was a family reunion. <laughs> I was like, but then I leave and think to myself, why didn't I get more business cards? Why didn't I, you know, I'm just so happy to see us and talk to us that I think, oh, my cup is filled. But I want <laughs> two weeks later, I'm like, I, I, what was their name? So, yeah. What I will say is uh, as somebody who's been here for a really long time. There's lots of community and you find where you fit and you hold on to it. Okay. And you just make sure you show up. Um, Cause we hear. Yes. In all sorts of spaces, but sometimes it does. Uh, what I will say is you, the initial work has to be put in to say, I'm not just this relationship. Isn't just a professional one. This is one that for, for helping the, keep my cup full yes this is for other reasons also um yeah so i I think it's important to there's an effort that has to be made yes and to show up and to do a good job my weak point in it is um i don't do a great job of staying in contact do a good job making contact okay not so hot on the stay in contact. So the best relationships I have are those people that hold me accountable and keep calling me. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, and cause I'll pick up. It ain't a, a, a matter of not picking up. It's just a matter of not getting lost in the, um, the hustle and bustle of life. Understandable. Like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last word. Community. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think we have so many, like you say, different pockets of people in the community doing the work. And so how do we align? And, you know, for me, I love being a bridge builder. So how can I put people in connection with other people? Um, That's really important to me. I'm all about service. So whenever I get an opportunity that I can do community service, I want to be present. And when I say present, not just there physically, but actually in the moment there. Right. And how am I using my influence of what I've been blessed to do to help something better? So, yeah. All right. Okay. Ready for the next segment? Let's see. Yes, let's go. Next segment is the Kaj Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to tell us about something that you have found in the community. It does not have to be the Kaj, it can be the Fox Cities, but something you found that maybe everybody doesn't know about or maybe everybody knows about it, but they don't know about this particular thing. Ooh. So for me, it's all these different waters. Like when I say waters, like 
all these different lakes. I don't know if I've ever noticed or been and lived in a space where you can go here and see a lake. Maybe five miles down the road, you're going to see a lake or a little man-made pond. Um, around the corner, you're going to see a lake or a pond or fountain. A river. The river is everywhere. Yes. And so for me, that's been a hidden gem. Like anytime I talk to my friends who live like in Wisconsin or Ohio, Indiana, Tennessee, I always tell them, when you come and visit me, we're going to go to all these different waters, like lakes, rivers, just, yeah, I want to get on the boat. And I grew up on the lake, so um, thanks, Mom. (laughs) In Memphis, we lived in Coral Lake, which was like, I went out my backyard, there was water. It was uh, Coral Lake, so... My mom had a pontoon boat. It was beautiful. Mm-mm. Like you could get on the water. My mom was a fisher, so I love mm. fishing. I'm a fishing person. So just those opportunities, I'm now back in an area where I can do that um, at my leisure. And so I'm excited about that. I think that's something that people, if you do know about it and taking advantage of it, that's great. But if you don't, take advantage of it. A lot of people in this country don't have that access. Well, let me tell you, right here where we are located, we are a block and a half from a lake and two blocks from the river. Yeah. If you, and if you really fish, fish. Okay. We might need to talk. Okay. I fish, nah, fish. Nah, I catfish. Ooh. Now, you tell me a place where I can get some catfish, where I can catch some catfish? Oh, the two blocks. Really? Two blocks. And mm, we might, when we get done from this, I might have to take you on the field trip. Oh man! Don't talk to me about no catfish. Because you know what I'm not gonna do? I'm not gonna tell people my fishing hole on the kosh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that's 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 real fisherman stuff right there. Yes, I'll tell you places to go fishing. I'm not gonna tell you my fishing hole. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, what's the kosh need? I would say for me, I think it would be nice to have a sober bar. Ooh, you know what? Bruh. I I think the same thing. Because everybody doesn't drink. And I think we <laughs> assume it and yeah. you kind of. A non-alcoholic bar. A non-alcoholic non- bar. A non-alcoholic. I call them churches. A non-alcoholic church. That would be great. Yes. That would be really well, I think, attended. I think people think that you got to have liquor there to attract people in the area. And you don't. A lot of people don't want to drink. And it's nice, I think, sometimes to go into a space where you can hear good music, have some great conversations, mm-hmm. um, have some fun, and not have to have a drink <laughs> forced down your throat. Right. You know? So, Yeah. I think that's something we need in this area. I think that's a really good call. I have thought that for some time that there, there is an opportunity for a non-alcoholic bar um, due to the fact that like it's, it's challenging because of the number of bars. I know that there's sometimes a challenge with getting liquor license, particularly one. Um, there's a difference between the one where um, there's a wine beer license. And then there's the one where you can actually serve alcohol. But if you could have an establishment where you don't need no license, that just means it's no different than often opening a coffee shop. Right. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. like that would be, I do agree with you. I think that is something a lot of people would enjoy and it would change what a business meeting could be. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it, the coffee shop feel for a business meeting. Maybe you don't want that. You want something that's a little different, right? but you also don't want to cross the line while you are on work hours or whatever. But yeah. if you had a non alcoholic establishment that made like mocktails, that could really be fun. It really would be. And it's a great opportunity. And now you're opening up also for all to enjoy and attend. Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. We might have to call some brothers on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next segment. Um, this is quickly becoming my favorite segment, and it's called Story Time. This is your opportunity to just share a story, uh, a narrative about anything that you would like to share about. Sure. So well, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking and I had a couple different stories that I wanted to share but I think this one really just kind of speaks to um just getting to know me more and my journey and so I remember being a freshman I went to an HBCU Kentucky State University um coming from Memphis I was the only freshman that year that actually came to Kentucky State University from Memphis and so it was a great opportunity um and I grew up coaching Church of God in Christ. So I knew when I got to Kentucky State University, I was not looking to join the Student Coaching Association. Uh, we didn't have one there. We had a couple of different um, religious-based organizations. And so I joined Baptist Student Union. And it was just really an opportunity of me finding more about being proactive in my um, spiritual life. And so that helped me. And so... I remember homecoming coming along and I'm super excited. Like, Oh my gosh, my first HBCU homecoming as a student, like, you know, in high school we would go cause I was in the marching band. We would go and march at other colleges homecoming, like university of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Jackson state, Tennessee state university. So I had been to HBCU homecomings, marching in the band, but then getting on the bus and leaving. <laughs> but this, I was actually able to be in it. And that year was a good lineup. We had Donnell Jones, Sunshine Anderson, and Juvenile. Mm, well, yeah. that's a mix. Yes. So I'm like, okay. And I remember the Baptist Student Union said, hey, we should have an alternative homecoming. And I was like, bruh, what? <laughs> alternative homecoming? Are you serious? I'm like, this is my first opportunity to kind of go. Now, true, when we had parties on Saturdays, the Baptist Student Union would have an alternative game night. So most of the times on Saturdays, I didn't go to the parties. I would go to the game night at Baptist Student Union and, you know, play Monopoly or Uno with my fellow Baptist Student Union members. But I'm thinking, homecoming, what? (laughs) So two things happened at homecoming weekend. We put on an alternative concert. Um, we had some good people there, uh, because we were able to secure some funds because our student fees pay for homecoming. So we actually went to a student government meeting and said, Hey, we would like to solicit some of these funds for us. I mean, we're students here too. Right. Uh, of course I was in the back at that time. So I'm like, Oh, 
I definitely don't want to be one of the people in the front saying we want to take money from homecoming to do this. But we were able to bring Mary Mary because they were just starting out. So they were a little bit more affordable. Uh, so we had Mary Mary. We had this other uh, female group called Rihanna. And then we had BBJ. So we had a nice concert. Um, I was kind of sad I missed to see Juvenile and Donnell Jones. I'm sad for you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was uh, one st- That was one part of my freshman homecoming. The other part was Friday. I took Cal 1. So calculus. Uh, Dr. Ham. I went uh, on my way to class on Friday. And again, freshman student. Uh, I think I was the only freshman. Was I the only freshman? I think. Yeah, I think I was the only freshman in that class. And some of the other students stopped me. It's like, man, are you going to class? Because it was noon. It was 12 to 1, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they were like, you going to class? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you don't go to class on Friday. Ain't no class on Fridays. It's homecoming. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. We ain't got class? Cool. So I'm hanging on the yard. Yeah, no, we had class. Nobody showed up. I'm getting ready to go to the football game on Saturday. Leaving out of my dorm, I see my professor, Dr. Ham. Bruh. He said, Mr. Cooper, you can come on around here. I went around. Half of the class, he had rounded up. Oh. Yeah. We had a 30-minute class. He said, this is what happens when you skip my class. Thinking you're going to have a good time. Ain't no homecoming yet. And we had class. My soul hurts. My heart hurt. <laughs> I was mad because I missed the first half of the homecoming game because we had class. Mm. Yeah. And one of the people that was in there was the football football player. Mr. Mr. Ham wasn't playing. Was not playing. And this is the same professor who kicked me out because I was crying because I had got a D. I had got my first D. And I thought, oh, his first test. He said, ain't no crying in college. Get your butt out of my class. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. went for it. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is my story of, yeah, my first homecoming as a freshman in college. I love that. Yeah. That is so good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Awesome. Did you know there are children in the Fox Valley in need of hearing aids, but their parents struggle to provide them because of lack of insurance or high copays? I am Juliette Sturkins, audiologist and board member of Here in the Fox Cities, and proud that this small local nonprofit organization has helped fund hearing aids for some 30 kids. Your donation would help more children hear. Visit hereinthefoxcities.org to learn more and to see their smiles. Every child deserves to hear. Okay, we are back and we are ready to jump into that part of the show. Oh, y'all already know where we're going. It is time for the topic of the week. The topic of the week is chosen 99.9% of the time by the guest. And every once in a while, Timber has to pick that. But it does not happen often. But once again, this week, our guest has picked his topic. And so, 
Major, what do you got? All right. So this being June, there are two great things happening uh, this month that we really honor. One being Juneteenth, Freedom Day. Yes. Yes. Um, secondly, being Pride Month. And so yes. um, in my position at Allegheny County, we've kind of dealt with some things uh, from one of our board supervisors making some um, unfriendly remarks toward the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it got me to really thinking when it comes to Pride Month, when it comes to LGBTQ uh, plus community, are we really doing the work? And is it really broken into being equity across the board? And so I've seen more of now it's the haves versus the have nots. So it's the people who are in this community who have the affluence, who are doing and have the resources to be doing really good things, kind of forgetting about the ones who don't have that voice, who don't have access to those funds, who don't have access to being safe spaces. And why are we not bridging those gaps? And so um, I really want us to really start to look back. And I think it's important for that community to really start looking back. And I say that because um, of what has been happening at the county. I've started to really see in this community um, those who are struggling, but find that they have to be the ones on the front line doing the work. And so I see both sides, right? Um, And I was fortunate enough to see on Tuesday, last Tuesday, I went to the Wisconsin LGBTQ plus chamber luncheon mm-hmm. and you see the people in the community who are the ones that have resources. Like they have fine financial um, resources. They have community resources. They have connections within each other um, because they're the ones up top. They're the ones that have um, Tuesday night at my county board meeting. I saw a lot of the have nots, but still have that fight that they're going to be on the front lines because it's important to them. And they're grabbing every inch that they can, not just to get the respect and um, the safety that they want and desire, but they also are lacking. Right. So they don't have sometimes um, a safe space that they can call home that they go to. They don't have sometimes um, equitable opportunities to find quality food, to find quality living quarters, to find quality jobs that can help them sustain and take care of themselves. And so I want to try to help bridge that gap. And so for me, that's my mission this month is to really kind of make those connections um, from the haves and the have-nots so that they can kind of align with each other and help each other out. I love that. But that's a big job. It is. It is. But even if I can just get the space, get them in the space to have the conversation, I think is a win. Right now, is it going to be an overnight success? Probably not. Oh, no, it's slow. It's going to be a slow walk. I think sometimes, though, and and what I'm going to say is, like, I think each community and and what is the fox cities and and the each community is in a different different space 
right? And where they're connecting. So there's definitely um, spaces where what you're talking about, that's definitely exactly how I see it. And then there's other spaces around here where I do see those connections being a little more um, connected, where there's not as much separation um, because of maybe they've been established longer. Um, there's people who identify in these communities who are have influence and therefore they are influencing. Mm. Um, but you you make an amazing observation that that's needed. Uh, I think the challenge is is every community is in a different starting point. Yeah, it's where where do you where do we you know, you got to meet people where they're at. So where do we meet them where they're at to move what you're talking about forward? Yeah. I think you got to meet them in a space that's they both have influence of creating, right? Mm. Because for yes. me, I'm an ally. So I first off, I need to be invited into the space. Yes. To have the conversation. Yes. So this is just a... Um, I want everybody to take the time to think about it. If you are an ally, you can't just walk into a community that you're an ally for and think that you're going to be welcome. Sometimes as allies, we are invite. We have to first be invited into the space. Mm -hmm. And then second, know your role. Sometimes your role is sit down, shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes your role may be as an ally. You're going to be on the front line or you got to, what resources are you bringing to the community? And sometimes you're not going to be invited in the and space. And sometimes you're not going to be invited into the space. And that is okay, too. <laughs> that facts. is okay, too. Facts. So first, my thing is, let me, first, I want to be invited. And if I am invited, let me use my resources to either create a space for them to come together mm-hmm. or sponsor a space for them to come together. And then bring them together. But then also, I think one of the things that I have to make sure that I acknowledge is there may be one side that is open and the other side may not. And it could be because of multiple reasons. And they don't have to explain those reasons to me. I just need to, I want to somehow, if I'm invited, provide that space for the conversation to happen. And if I can't provide the space, let them both sides know there's an opportunity and I don't mind being in that space and holding that space for you. And if that means I need to get out once (laughs) once they get together, I don't mind getting out. I just, I've worked with this community in several different spaces and I've seen where when they come together and they jail, it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and i think because of my background working in higher ed i've seen the one the have nots who are the ones fighting Mm -hmm. without the resources right and then when i see them get the resources the fight is expanded because the resources don't always be financially sometimes it's knowledge-based resources big time Sometimes it's mentoring. Sometimes it's pointing them in a direction so that they don't make the same mistakes that the ones that have did when they were on the other side of the have nots. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have those forgotten voices, right? So 
when we think about the LGBT community, you see also there's a difference in that community where you have the majority LGBTQ plus community and you have the TQ bot, which is the trans queer people of color in that community who are sometimes not even invited <laughs> to the space that mm. they're supposed to be in the community of. Bruh. And that was a huge one for me to see that gap. You know, I was in a space at a university that I worked for and I oversaw LGBT community uh, center. And I noticed, wow, it was very one majority. Mm-hmm. And when I got a chance to have a conversation with someone who was of color, a people of color, they told me, I'm not invited in that space. That's not a safe space for me. Even if I'm in that community, I'm not invited in that space. I don't have a voice in that space. Mm. So, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely, as an ally, in my position, I want to be able to, if I can, bridge that gap. Yes. So. I'm with you on that. What I actually kind of would like as an ally in that space, <laughs> you know, why I like this conversation so much because we, we both are in, in the work. Yes. And my thing is this, I need to be involved before there's crisis. Yes. My thing, that's where I'm at. Like, I don't, I can't just show up for crisis. Yeah. I want to show up for strategy and assist in strategy. And that's tough because of all the reasons you've just listed, like, um, you know, I do not assume trust. Yeah. You have to earn trust and earn it. And it takes, it takes a while. Right. Um, that being said though, um, I want to be able to be part of strategies that will help prevent crisis. Yes. Right. right. Where it's not, it, we're not all of a sudden this really bad thing happens and all of a sudden there's bad actors involved and now safety has been compromised and hair is on fire and now we're all scrambling to try to fix I want to be part of the strategy to keep us from hopefully, which you can't fully avoid. I'm not trying to pretend right. or paint, paint a picture that you can, but I do think there's, there's opportunities to move in such a way that you can avoid some of it. Yeah. I definitely understand that. And you know, it's about being proactive, right. And not being, you know, reactive. And being on the side of how are we being proactive and creating those strategies. I think sometimes for me what is, because I'm always being in this work, you know, no matter what community we're in and we're invited into as an ally, we're going to always look around and tell whoever's in leadership of that community to read the room, right? Mm -hmm. So if you invite me into your space, understand that because you know, I do this equity, diversity, and inclusion work, I lead with that lens. Mm -hmm. So if you invite me in your space, understand if you invite me to the conversation, I'm going to say, well, I need you to look around 
you know, where is your TQ pot? Never to say. So like who's missing? Who's missing, right? So again, we were sitting we both went to uh that luncheon, great luncheon, you know. Yes, we did. Great, it was a great luncheon. Great luncheon. But I saw who was missing. We we saw who was missing, right? And what's people always look at who showed up as the 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 judgment of of yeah. is this a successful event? And yes. who, is there buy-in? Is there support? Yeah. And we in this job know that as powerful as that is. Where the real mm. measurement is, is who's not there. Who isn't there. Right? Because we have to sometimes be the voice of the voiceless. You know, who would have benefited from this meal more than I would have in this community? Or the, it, who's speaking for this community? And even though they are marginalized, are they forgetting they're marginalized? Yeah. Yes. Like that's super important. Yes. There's a lot of people who get out here, yes, and get on the front of things, and they're, but they they might just be marginalizing within their own communities. Yeah, and understanding your privilege, right? And so that's a hard thing. And I even for myself being, you know, um, a black male, I recognize my privilege. And so for me, my opportunities that I'm able to make a move or make opportunities for those who won't have a voice, I have to. I have to. We talk about Pride Month. We talk about Juneteenth. You know, coming into this community, coming into this space, this was actually the first MLK junior birthday that I had to work in. I had to work. Oh I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, oh wow, you know. Well, you, you yeah, you in local government now. Man. Yes, it, you know, because you know what, I'm not gonna lie, and I, I like you worked in higher ed, and higher ed, I had the day off, day off, and it was, a, I mean, and we created a day of service. Yes, but I, I, I mean, that was two and a half hours in the rest wait, of the day. Wait, I didn't have a true day off. I had a day off from what was the work. Yes. Of 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 professional work, but I had the community work. Yes, because <laughs> I, I had obligations to things that I had to show up to. Yeah, I'll give you my last higher ed institution. Not only did I have MLK Junior Day, y'all, I also had Juneteenth off. Ooh, mm. I had Juneteenth off, and I had worked to create. Uh, Wisconsin's not ready, bruh. At all, uh, at all. Uh, Wisconsin's got, not ready. But I'm, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I will say that I'm up for the challenge, and I will be working home <laughs> or Juneteenth, working from home. Mm. Yeah, I'm not Ooh. gonna be in no office. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You might have just gave me look. That might have to happen t- in another local government place. Yeah, might have to happen. I'll tell you, um, I worked at University of Cincinnati and we had a affinity group for African-Americans and we, it was just a, it wasn't even an email. It was a word of mouth that spread. And I think Juneteenth had fell on a Wednesday or Thursday that year. And we all just decided nobody's going to work. We all off. We're going to show when we don't come to work. You ain't got to miss us, but you're going to miss us. 
<laughs> and so we did. And we had a huge fish fry. And it was probably one of my favorite moments of working at that university. Mm. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I had to work on that. Right. <laughs> we got to work on it. We got work to do. We got work to do. All right. Well, any last words? I think my last word. And this is only last words for this this topic. topic. Yes. Yes. So my last word for this topic for Pride Month is that whether you are an ally, whether you are in the community, whether you are someone who's trying to understand the community, do what you can to help someone. And that help someone could be sharing something of positivity. It could be um, asking questions. Because that too, it could be answering questions and answering questions with grace and not out of being dismissive, not out of being um, accusatory, not out of being hurtful, but just giving someone grace as they ask questions because they want to know. And then just reaching back and helping someone who may have been, who is in the shoes that you used to wear. That's my last words. Facts. Yeah. Okay. Now, we are moving on. All right. To that part of the show where we are starting to wind down. Kosh listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for giving us your minds and listening and sharing this journey with us, learning with us. Um, I can't thank you enough. Um, there's so many good things that I talk to so many people and I'm always surprised who's listening, who you listen to, what you hung on to. And, um, I think this is a great connecting point for us in the community to learn about each other. I can't stress that enough. So you always know we're a work in progress. And if you ever want to be on the show, if you got something you want to say to the show, however you want to connect to the show, we are wide open. So feel free to reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. I'm going to ask you to take time to fill out um to to fill out and i'm I'm forgetting what they call it uh, uh, a review fill out a review subscribe to the podcast help the podcast grow help people learn about us um we think we have something special um let this conversation show we have something special because you can't just get this conversation anywhere in the cash that's for facts so um please 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 take time to do that and then lastly, but not least, um, you know, we got some Kosh gear. I got a couple of Kosh shirts. If anybody is interested out there, got a couple of Kosh shirts. You might have a couple of Kosh hats left. Um, feel free to email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Um, I think right now I've got some XLs. I've got some smalls and I might got a couple of mediums if anyone's interested. And you know why? Because nothing, nothing says local. Like a the Kosh t shirt. That's it. That's it. Facts. facts. That is big fat facts. All right. So now it is truly my favorite part of the show. Major, you ready? I'm ready. All right. It is shout out time. Shout out. Right. Shout outs. Okay. What shout outs you got? 
So first off, let me shout out uh, the Kosh Podcast. Thank you for doing the work in the community for your bridge builder within this podcast. You're educating us on things that we don't know about in this area, things that we need to take advantage of, things that we need to know. So shout out to you and this podcast. Um, secondly, tomorrow we celebrate Juneteenth mm. in Appleton. Shout out to African Heritage Incorporated doing Ooh. the work, been doing the work. Oh, 25 years. Staples in the community mm. of doing this work. I'm super excited to just take part, be there, be in the space, be present and support and have a good time. So I'm shouting them out. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, just all of the leaders that are doing the work within uh, Fox Cities. There is a lot of work to be done, but there's also people who are in the trenches doing the work. Um, one organization that I will shout out is Diverse and Resilient um, of Appleton. They are really entrenched in helping, guiding, um, empowering LGBTQ+, plus, not only youth, but also adults. And so they do this out of love and grace. And so I want to shout them out too. Mm. Now, you know, you done took some of my doggone shout outs. <laughs> That's all right, because I'm still going to shout them out. Instead, I'm going to go ahead and shout out uh, Laura, uh, Dr. Bola, and Dr. Robbins of African Heritage Inc., because they go hard. Yes. And thank you for everything that you've done in the community for, for a long, long time. Um, there's not many who do it better, if any, mm. that do it better. Okay. And that's just the truth of it. Uh, I want to send a shout out to Andy. Andy is my new partner in crime in my workplace, uh, our communications director. Yes. Uh, just doing amazing, amazing things and um, just giving such a special lens to everything the work and everything else associated with communicating. I'm learning a ton from her. Um, and we, I like to think that we're learning from each other, but I'm going to be honest. I might just be learning from her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to send a shout out to Erica, Erica from the LGBT uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you know, uh, we went to this lunch, yes. in, but um, I did lunch with her uh, yesterday and uh, just had an opportunity to learn more about the, the chamber and some of the things that they're coming up in the future. And, you know, there's so many organizations that were doing really good things and then COVID came along and now everybody's starting to restart. So I, I want to give them a special shout out to their restart. And um, now there's a representative in our region. And so um, if, if you would like your business to, if you'd like to send what I'm going to call the bat symbol out there to say, yes. Hey, all people are welcome. Uh, the LGBTQ, you are welcome in our, to, to do our business. Um, the chamber is a great place to reach out to and figure that out. Yes. All right. Um, shout out to Tammy McLaughlin uh, over at. Um, see, I'm, I'm just having these moments. I feel like yeah. I'm having I'm having the age thing today uh, where things aren't quite clearing. Um Tammy McLaughlin is our director of um, our refugee um, 
organization and why is this organization name not going to come to me? Nonetheless, she did our podcast that we just kicked off for the city called Appleton Engaged. I'm super proud about this new thing that we're kicking off. But I am super happy that she was our first guest and it is a amazing first episode. So feeling good, but much like this podcast, it's a work in progress. That's all right. We're learning. That's all right. All right. I'd like to send a shout out to Lisa from the MCC, the Multicultural Coalition. Um, and last but not least, I'd like to send a shout out to all past the Kosh alums. Yes. And now, Major, you are a the Kosh alum. I'm excited. It Thank is you. it is a fabulous group of people yes. if you really go back and look at all the episodes. So, all right. Now. We've got one more thing to do. All right. All right. You got three choices. Okay. The three choices are you can give parting words of wisdom. Okay. You can tell us what would your self today tell your 12 year old self or option C much like a multiple choice test. Okay. All of the above. I'm going to do all of the above. All right. That's what we're talking about. All right. So I'll start with some words of wisdom. Always remember, it could have been you. So use your voice to help someone else. And then secondly, I would tell my 12-year-old self, lean into that name. Because I really didn't understand the power behind being named major until I probably got out of college I just knew that my parents were not setting me up for success naming me major and then having tv shows like major dad having a movie major pain come out um so I would tell my 12 year old self lean into the power behind that name Mm. facts facts all right. What you think? I loved it. I really did. This hey, is fun. Thank you so much for being here. The Kosh. <laughs>